Once upon a time, many moons ago, two righteous dudes split a 12-pack and talked about stuff. These are their stories. Nobody loves you like your mama loves you, but who's loving your mama? I am. I am. Nobody loves you like your mama loves you, but who's loving your mama? I am. I am. I am. I am the man who's loving your mama all night long. And it feels so right. And it feels so wrong. It feels so good when we get it on. But I don't have a lot to say. To say. And I don't have a lot to do. To do. So here's your lunch money, honey. Now get to school. Cause nobody loves you like your mama loves you. But who's loving your mama? I am. I am. Ladies and gentlemen, as we record this, it's Mama's Day. And I hope you all appreciated your mama for what she's done for you. And as I was looking up some mama jokes for some inspiration to start this show, I found a few of them that hit a little too close for home for AJ and I, in good ways and bad ways. But I'm going to gonna list a few of them off for you, and, and AJ will chime in too, so that way, you know, I, I can, that way they're, it's really authentic. This first one is, some days you question your parenting, other days you have to question your child's childing. And I think uh, for AJ and I, that is child's childing is uh, we're That's, questionable children. D- we're still questionable children in our 30s. Yes. <laughs> uh, this one, I think we'll both agree with having a weird mom builds character. Oh, yeah. 100 mm-hmm. percent. Uh, being a mother of a teenager is finally understanding why some animals eat their young and <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm, we were we were fucked up teens. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, mom's casseroles come in two sizes, not enough, and enough to feed an army with leftovers. I, I, em- emphasis on to feed an army of leftovers in my mother's house because uh, she doesn't. She's never understood like two people or three Fair. people. We've never we've never understood that. Yes, I know my um, mom either made spaghetti enough for the four of us or 47 people. So, yeah. Uh, I put this on here because it would ne- it would never happen in uh, in 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 my house growing up. And I don't think it would have happened in yours just because of the sheer comedic value. Uh, have you ever heard the urban legend about what happens when you scream mom three times in the shower? A nice lady appears with a towel you forgot. That would have never happened. Like no, 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 God no, no, and no. I, can, I would like have, a, I would have screamed bloody murder, and like I would have had to come out bleeding. Yeah, like there's just <laughs> you. No one, no one shows up to give you a towel. They just yell at you where the towels are. Yeah, just so then, fu- <laughs> yeah, so then you have to contemplate how far away it is, and you uh, just how, dry yourself off with a it, hand towel. And say, and do you pray that you don't catch like? I, you know, unless you're one of those weird fucking people that have carpeted bathrooms, you just, you just pray you don't catch the slick spot with your wet foot and slip and bust your ass while naked. Yeah, that's never fun. (laughs) And the last one here, 
is it yelling or just very enthusiastic, enthusiastic motivational speak, motivational speaking? Well, I had a hard time there. I AJ'd that sentence. Hang yeah, on. you did. Let me rewind. <clears throat> is it yelling or just very enthusiastic motivational speaking? I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was it was it was always yelling. <laughs> always yelling. So that's it. That that's it for for the for the for the mama jokes. Uh again, happy mama's day to all the mamas out there. And for all you soon to be mamas, happy mama's day. Shirts off, Jim Shorts on. It's time to get weird and cannonball in the deep end with the podcasting tower of power. This is the 12 pack podcast. Hashtag fuck party 2022. Hashtag not a scam. Hashtag just one nipple. Hashtag you can't fuck them all in the ass. Hashtag don't fake the funk. Hashtag spinning costs extra. Hashtag. You want to learn about birds and hashtag all hail the bit leader. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 12 Pack Podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers out there. Um, the world would not be anything without mothers because they are the ones that birth us. Weird how that works. Um, I just derailed my own my own shit. Um, yep, you did. I'm really good at that. If yeah. I could go Hall of Fame, you know, legend in one thing, it'd be fucking myself up um we got we got a couple things to talk about here today it's gonna be all over the place but then again when are, when is our show ever you know on point and scheduled with any kind of routine and you know bullet point list <laughs> i keep giggling because you know it has our names in the corner of this fucking zoom call <laughs> and i can just see big balls and quotes in your fucking name <laughs> uh, and then it throws well, me it's off. like it wouldn't let me like it was so zoom wouldn't let me upload th- or wouldn't let me join the meeting through zoom so i had to join it through my browser so it just let me put my name in so i just big balls was the first thing that came to my mind is like a nickname <laughs> as a, and it doesn't help that uh it, the, your your microphone is very phallic. <laughs> well, I see. The, the only reason I did this is because because of the comedic value. I know, but it's just throwing me you. off. You're the only one that's seeing this. So, well, which which goes to something I was going to talk to you about, and I, you know, maybe some of the people that are listening can you throw some input too. You're talking about phallus about phallic shaped objects. No, we we make enough wiener jokes and discuss weird shit enough off the show. Um, and more in reference to, you know, me being the only one currently seeing this, how would you feel about doing this live? Oh, like, dude, I've, I would love to do this live. We've tried it like three times and it, and it tanked all three times. Yeah. So I think next time we do it, we'll have to, like, <laughs> I'll broadcast everything and do everything for this on my end. I think we'd have to do, you would have to stream the browser and everything. Okay. So I think maybe we'll run like a little test or something later this week and see how it works. Word. Okay. Um, aside from that, Jared, how's your, well, it's been a couple weeks now. How's it, how's it been since last it's been episode? Quite, it's, been, it's been several weeks. It has. Uh, you know, 
the weather's turned, so I've gotten out to go play some golf, which is nice. Uh, and then I've worked. And then I've slept. And then I've worked. And uh, I forgot how expensive tires were. Yeah. So, you know, that old chestnut. <laughs> I got to go get tires put on my truck tomorrow. Because you, you just got that truck, though. Yeah, but I've also driven it across the country twice. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it was no surprise to me when the when the gentleman at the auto shop was like, hey, you, uh, you might want to get these tires replaced. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? That makes total sense. I, that, did, yeah. dri- I did drive it to Idaho and back. Yeah. So you really did. Like that never crossed yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that happened. Um, yeah, no. And then, uh, so I got to get, I'm getting those replaced tomorrow. Uh, yeah, no, no nothing, su- nothing super, uh, nothing super interesting aside from, Finally being able to go play golf, which is really what the important the important part is. I can I can feel that. Say I uh I've been itching like because you know I work now, I work pretty close to that one driving range there on um Angola. And uh me and the one guy keep talking about going after work and just getting out and swinging the clubs as I haven't swung the clubs in a hot ass minute, as the kids say. So no, neither, neither have I, I, aside from when I, when I went out and played last weekend as the first time I had touched a club in a year. Damn. Cause I didn't play, I didn't play at all when I was in Idaho. No, you did nothing but work and almost die when you were in Idaho. That is correct. Yeah. Which is funny because like two days ago, uh, on my Facebook memories, there was a, uh, there was a post from when, we stopped at Teddy Roosevelt State Park on our on on our way to Idaho, and I was like, "Oh man, how much has changed in a year?" Went out yeah. went out there, almost died. Moved to Indiana. Now I'm doing pretty all right. Yeah, because it was right around this time last year you drove out there. Yeah, May May sixth was when I made when I took that when I took that when I took those pictures, and I think I hit. I think we hit Idaho on the eighth. Well, which would have been today. Damn. Man, look how long that lasted. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's like, you know, timing wise. No. How long? Because you were out there. I was out there about six nine months. months. Nine months. Yeah, say. That's that's. Longer than most of than your last couple of relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Probably combined. Not combined, no. See the thing, the thing of the thing about my relationships are is that they're they're on and off again. So you gotta go cumulative time. Fair. You gotta go cumulative time. You can't go, you can't go by one instance. Because one instance could be like four or five months, and then you know something happens and then like three months later we're back together and you know that that's you know that, that old that's chestnut. how it goes yeah you know that old chestnut 
But aside from that, everything going pretty smooth out there in, in the old Indiana. Yeah, no, I can't complain. I mean, I could. I mean, I I find enough to complain about, but it's all good. I'd say if you didn't complain about anything, I'd be a little more worried about you. It's part of your charm. Yes, being being a, a perpetual malcontent. <laughs> Just <clears throat> living in a state of perpetual grumpiness. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, have not done much else aside from what you've done. A lot of working and a lot of sleeping with the occasional video game mixed in there. However, Except this you went on a road trip. I did. I went on a little bit of a road trip by myself, like a big, like a big, strong, independent man. Um, probably, I think it'd been my first vacation since before. Yeah, because last time I went anywhere or did anything was right before Luigi Dad went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that was like 2020, so almost two oh, yeah, years. Cause, cause, yeah, because like you got back from there, then Luigi Dad went to the hospital, and then Cooties. Yeah, it all happened so fast. Yeah. Um. So as like I finally took a little time to myself, went and got a little cottage down in a, a city called Pioneer, which is like. An hour, I'd say about a half hour off the Kentucky line, um, north mm-hmm. of Knoxville. A lot of, lot of hills and mountains. Um, the like the one thing that sucked, like the place was was awesome. It was just like small little uh, little cottage. Um, the people who owned it didn't live too far off the property, um, so their dogs were running around. So as soon as I pulled up, there was like four dogs. Like, sup, bro. You stay in here? We're here too, motherfucker. What's up? And uh, so I just hung out. Like, what sucked though is like it rained 90% of my time down there. And, but on the the flip side, you know, it kind of cut a lot of my splorin' down. Um, There was the place had like tin roofs. So I had like that thunderstorm like rain falling onto a tin roof sound. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I had never slept so fucking good. I was, I was in a very good place mentally. Um, the next morning um, on the ba- uh, back porch of this place was like, just like a wooded area. And I just sat out there with my laptop, my notebook and a diet Coke. Cause I don't drink coffee. Cause it's gross. Coffee and is gross. It really is. And uh, I just did some writing, some D&D planning, and just, like, I did, just sat and just enjoyed the peace and fucking quiet. However, I I nearly died. Like, legitimately nearly died. Um, So, the one pictures I took um, that I sent in the group chat, you see me is like uh you're in that group chat so you'll you'll know which ones i'm talking about um is the ones where like you see me standing like on top of this you see like the river in the background it's the one where i put the picture of that pink flower in it as well Mm -hmm. well i turn around there's people coming up from this path i was like fuck i want to get down by that fucking water real bad 
And because you know me, I love running water. I'm a nerd. And like shit like that is what I'm into. They're like, yeah, you got to go down there. It's pretty steep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. You know, I got a water bottle. Let's go. I'm going hiking. This, that was, if, if it would have been like a meme, it would have like froze time. It would have been like, it was at this moment. He knew he fucked up. So I'm walking down the, like, I'll show you the video of it. It's still on my phone. I couldn't get it to copy to my computer. But I basically had to climb down like a ladder, like almost vertical, down a section of the side of this mountain, down a steeper one that was longer, and then trudge down like really wet and muddy paths, which is where you got the first video of me, you know, shaking my hair, my Kentucky waterfall next to the Tennessee waterfall. Those were so (laughs) fucking majestic. The slow mo, like, the slow mo is the, the best slow, touch of like, it. The slow mo is what, like, it would have been, it would have been nice in real time, but the slow mo, it sells man, it. That, yeah, that's what does it. That's what does it, man. Uh, so then I keep going down, and I'm getting down there. Well, I fucking slipped and fell, and I yeet my fucking water bottle. So that's somewhere down, like down in the middle of nowhere tennessee so i was like fuck and you know me my knees aren't the greatest so i was like well i don't get the water bottle it's starting to get worse let me just go back up well i started like the heat starts getting to me i'm out of shape like i'm starting like i have to keep sitting and like the breathing's getting tougher my heart's fucking racing because i'm fat as shit and don't know how to walk and get into better shape like I am like sitting on wet rocks. I'm laying down on like these wooden planks from platforms and shit. Like I can feel my body quitting. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I, I have no service on my phone because I'm in the middle of the fucking mountains. And I'm like, this is how it's going to end. Some dude's going to come down here hiking and you can find some fat dude from Ohio laying on some wood planks by some steps great that's what a legacy to leave for for the world (laughs) so i fucking i'm just i'm i dude it it was like i just went three rounds with fucking mike tyson i'm beat the fuck up i'm forcing my way up this ladder and then some like i'm sitting in the edge of this and some lady's like you all right i'm like gotta get to my car like i sound dead and I finally get back to my car. I got a fucking Gatorade in the car. And I fucking chugged this Gatorade about 4.3 seconds. And then everything was fine. But let me tell you, that 45-minute climb back up the side of that fucking mountain may have been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, but I did get some dope ass pictures and you know a really cool slow mo video of me with the waterfall. So, and I mean, really, those those are the important parts. Yeah, you know, somebody would have gotten on my phone and found them. That's the that's the important thing. They'd have been there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. You know that. So then I I go back. I go to this little like mom and pop pizza shop that's not too far. Um, I get I get a pizza. I get a fucking some their cheese bread that they're known for fucking fantastic um the day before i went to a little burger joint really wasn't that fucking impressive um 
the French fries came out cold and the burger was over like was a little bit more than well done and just it was very underwhelming um but so i got moving uh yesterday um as as i think we've talked i don't know if we know because it happened when we were on our break but um the you guys have heard us mention his name was uh grandpa robot is what we called him um my grandfather had passed away recently and um one of his favorite places to go uh when he was growing up and everything was cumberland falls which is about an hour north of where i was staying so i stopped up there um stopped in cumberland falls and got a can a picture of my kentucky waterfall in slow-mo next to an actual kentucky waterfall it was great cool so good so majestic <laughs> um got got a lot more nature shots and everything my plan on saturday was to like i hit a couple spots on the way up but like it had done nothing but rain like throughout the entire area over the last two days so like everywhere i stopped was flooded and wasn't really worth it so i was going to stay in a hotel set yesterday into today and then come home today and then Mother H was like, nah, buddy, you had enough peace and quiet. I bet you go fuck yourself. So here I am. And uh, but overall, um, I got a lot of a lot of good thinking done. I got a little lot of good writing done. Um for what I went down there for, it was perfect. And I would definitely, I would definitely do it again. Um hopefully on a less rainy day. Um but other than that, man, it was it's been business as usual. But that little little couple days away did wonders for me. Plus, I mean, I got the sl- <laughs> I got the slow mo uh, my fucking mullet next to some waterfalls. Like that's really, I mean, that's a win win right there. Yeah, I mean, really, if if you did nothing else, <laughs> the, those those two shots were probably. That made the whole trip worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but aside from that, there was a uh, there was a UFC fight last night that I did not know about. Yes, there was. There was the only thing I saw. I, I mean, I saw pictures of it, but I didn't know it was from last night. Um, was the Tony Ferguson uh, getting <laughs> getting his head kicked off his body? Um, no. Now your mic is sad. It's limp <laughs> and blocking your entire face. <laughs> I know. Um, but so so I imagine you did you watch this whole the whole show then, Jared? I uh, I missed the prelims, but I did watch all of the main card. So well, once you give me a little rundown here, because I obviously I didn't even know it was the thing. So uh first fight was Randy Brown versus Kalen Williams since the yeah. Cerrone fight got uh canceled. I would have much rather seen well, I mean that, that was that this fight was on anyway. I would have much rather seen uh Cowboy and Joe Lozon because that that's been that's a more interesting fight to me. I don't know much about either one of these guys. It was a it was a pretty good fight. It was back and forth, but it wasn't one of those fights where 
where like someone was like imminent danger. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just it was just as bad it was back and forth and it was good, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Same thing with the next one with uh OSP and uh Shogun. I was I honestly didn't know that uh Mauricio Rua was still fighting. Neither I was surprised did I. that I was surprised that he was still fighting. I mean like I just I was I was floored when I saw when I saw him on the card. Uh, I was not surprised at this at, at this outcome that OSP won. Um, it was it was a good fight, but I just Shogun needs to just not fight anymore. Like, see, he's he's forty. I thought he was older. He than just that. he just needs to not do it. <laughs> and then. And then the next one, which was, as, as you mentioned, uh, th- uh, they're contacting the International Space Station to try and locate Tony Ferguson's head <laughs> after Michael Chandler kicked it into fucking orbit. Yeah, that those pictures. And like, I watched the video of, of him just taking his head off. Like, it was oh, like the what? first... What? Um, it's fitting that he, you know, kicked him in the face as the place is called the Footprint Center where they were fighting. <laughs> Well, I don't even know what to say to that, but, uh, no, the first, the first round of the fight was the first round of the fight was good. It was a lot of back and forth. And then, uh, yeah, 17 seconds into the second round, uh, Tony Ferguson's head, head disappeared. Yeah. That's just, I mean, bananas, bananas. Let's you know what? Let me share this. Share the screen here. What are you sharing oh. with me? Oh yeah, when he kicked him? Bow. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Dude, it was there was there was not there was no there was no stagger. There was no chase him down to finish him with hammer fist. No. Yeah, he there was there the, was no questioning head, that he was, was out cold. And it was over and it was over. And then after that was probably the second most awkward professional fight I've ever seen boxing or MMA. And that was uh, thug Rose versus Carla Esparza. It reminded me of watching Tyson Fury and Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, it was just so awkward and slow and like no one wanted, like it was like no one was pushing to pre- pressure the other. Like it was just, it was such an awkward fight to watch and you're just, and you're just wait, like <clears throat> being a thug Rose fan, like yeah. I'm just waiting for thug Rose to like fucking spin kick or, you know, do something to, to advance the fight and to, and to do, but it was just so like, no one wanted to commit to making a move. And I mean, Carla Esparza won by split decision, which that is what it is. After watching the fight, it was one of those fights where, you know, yeah, I would have wanted Thug Rose to win, but like, it was such a weird fight. I didn't really care. Uh, <laughs> was it? So, it was that awkward, huh? Yeah, it was just. It was so. Like I said, it was like watching. If you go back and watch the Tyson Fury and Vladimir Klitschko fight, like that fight was. The, it was the same kind of. No one wanted to move forward no one was moving back it was just kind of uh we're just gonna kind of like yeah tap and like there's nothing happening and you know it's bad when you're getting booze when when you're getting booze in the middle of the fucking uh 
what they start booing him in like the third round. Oh yeah. That's because never the good. fight was just it was just so awkward and slow. Um I'm not a big Carla Esparza fan, but you know, she won and she's getting married this weekend, so or next weekend, so I guess kudos to her. Um and then the main event, I was dis I I was disappointed. I wanted Justin Gaethje to win. Uh, but Charles Oliveira winning winning the way he did by submission in the first round was very impressive, especially against someone like Justin Gaethje. But was that for a title? Uh, I no, I think I think it makes it makes whoever won, uh, in line for it. I don't remember. I was starting to doze off at this point. The, the the headline of this article is Charles Oliveira submits Justin Gaethje in first round of UFC lightweight bout, yeah, but loses title belt. What title did he have? I don't know. Uh, UFC still has him as their lightweight champion, so it must have been a title fight. Oh, he was scheduled to defend his title against Gaethje at UFC 274, but was stripped of the belt instead after missing weight. Oh, yeah, he missed he missed weight. Yeah. So basically, Gaethje could win the belt if he won. Otherwise, it's going to remain vacant. Mm hmm. Yeah, I forgot he missed weight. You couldn't like fart that half a pound out there, chief. I don't know, man. Just go take a dump real quick. Come back. Well, you got to figure he's been cutting weight for a while. He probably doesn't have anything to poop out. That's a good point. So, um, speaking of straw weight, when does you want a champion come back? Uh, you want a cha- you want a champion comes back at two seventy five. The next the next big pay per view to fight Wiley Zhang again. Oh man. Does that mean she's gonna come back looking like this again? I don't know if she's gonna come I don't know if she's gonna come out of it looking like a fucking space person again. <laughs> but Yeah, she did not look anything like herself after that fight. No. No, yeah, but she's coming back to fight Wiley Zhang. My my guess then would be that either the winner of that is it one and one right the, now, aren't they? Or did you want to win that fight last time? No, you want to didn't win that fight. Yeah, I didn't think so. So they're no, they'd be one and one. You want to lost it. So my guess would be is that either the winner of that one fights Carla Esparza after that, or Thug Rose, or they either fight Thug Rose or Esparza after that. I don't know. But look, looking at the next month of 275, while we're talking about women fighting, why is there still a women's flyweight division in the UFC? I don't understand. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko is never going to lose. <laughs> so, I, was like, I was waiting for you to explain like why you thought that. And I was like, well, that's a fair point. Yeah, like I am just looking at this as like Val- Valentina Shevchenko 
I like just why? Like why? The UFC Valentina division. Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> the UF the UFC, congratulations, you get to fight Valentina Shevchenko division. <laughs> wow, this so I'm looking at the rest of that card. There was a canceled fight for whatever reason. The fight above that, the dude's photo is in black and white. Does that mean he's yes. already lost? Like, is he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. Um, there's a lot of names <laughs> know, in here. The, I don't know. But the top three, the top three fights on that on that card for 275 are going to be bangers. Let's try that. Wiley Zhang and Yen Jacek is going to be a banger. If it's any, if it's even half as good as their last fight, uh, Shev, you know, Shevchenko is going to put on an exhibition yep. on how to beat Tal, on how to beat Talia. What's her name? Who cares? <laughs> um, and then Glover Teixeira, and I'm not even going to talk. I can never pronounce Yuri's name right, so I'm just gonna, I'm not going to try. You know, Glo- Glover Teixeira shows up to fight, so that that should that should be a banger. Those three fights should be good. And the other, the other two, I have no, I have no background on either, on on these guys. So, but yeah, that's fighty man's. I'm trying to um, let me go Google Translate here. Yuri Prokaska. Okay, I'll trust you. That that's that's what I'm getting here out Man. of Google. Man, UFC two seventy six is fucking stacked too. In July. Damn, homie. In high school, you was the man, homie. The fuck happened to you? Oh fucking damn. Ooh, Izzy's fighting again. Yeah, style Stylebender and Jared Cannonier. That'll be a good fight. Volkanovski and Holloway will be a good fight. Sean Strickland will be a good fight. I give two shits about Misha Tate. Sugar Sean. Uriah Hall, Macy Barber. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big, a lot of uh big old names on that card. Mm-hmm. Robbie Lawler's Robbie Lawler's the name I recognize. Yep. <clears throat> Trying to look here. See, Max Holloway's another guy I thought retired too. No. I don't know why I don't know why I thought that. But he just he just had a title, didn't he? Like didn't yeah, he the like title that, the title that Volkanovsky has? Yeah, didn't he like hold it for like a, a one event and then lose it? No, he had it for a few events and then lost it. To Alexander Volkanovsky. Fair enough. How long do you think until they give uh, Sugar Sean a title fight? 
I don't think Sugar Sean wants one, to be honest with you. I've watched I've watched in interviews where he said he doesn't care about titles. He just cares about money fights. And you know, if if the if and there and UFC's proven that money isn't always in the title fight. So if he if he keeps doing what he's doing and he catches the eye of you know, well, right now he's a bantamweight. He'd really have to go up to for 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 an excite for a money money fight. But you know, as long as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, he'll he'll get his he'll get his money fight. Fair enough. I'm trying to see. Um, there's one of the a guy I never heard of until recently. I don't know what division he's in. Oh, he's a, he's a lightweight. Um, Patty Pimblet. Oh yeah, Patty the Batty. Yeah, I just he looks like a fucking goober. Beats the shit out of people. Goober. You ever just like listen to like you ever listen to uh, interviews that he's done? Mm-hmm. He's fucking incredible. Not a fan. Really? It feels it feels it feels too it feels too much like, oh hey, we have another loudmouth Irishman. Let's try and do Conor McGregor 2.0. Well, he's not an Irishman. It does it doesn't matter. He's a fucking scouser from Liverpool. It doesn't matter. We have we have some we have someone from the U, he fits the Conor McGregor mold. Yeah, he does. He's a loudmouth dude from the UK who's hollering and, and screaming. So it, it does feel like. But don't it, but don't get me wrong. But don't get me wrong. The longer, the longer they keep. I'm, I'm not saying that they're they're feeding them fucking powder puff opponents because I mean if you're in the UFC you're not you're clearly really fucking yeah. good. But as long as they keep kind of stoking the fire and they treat it, they treat it more like pro wrestling and they give, they give him, they keep having him fight guys that are like just that are either at his level or just a bit better than he is. So that way he can slowly like get some, get some ass behind him. Then, mm-hmm. then, then he'd be, then he'd be someone that's marketable that you could sell pay-per-views with. So that's the difference. The difference between him and Connor was that Connor just came in and smashed everybody. Yeah. Con- Connor just steamrolled people because he was that good. And now, and now, you know, I question, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing to any fighter that has, that gets a lot of money is like, where's okay. So the desire was, was that you need to make enough money to, feed your family, get yourself stable for blah, blah, blah. Well, now Connor has more money than he ever, ever, ever knows what to do with. So where's the desire to, to keep getting punched in the face. That's, that's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Is he's, is he set to fight anytime soon? Not that, not that I'm aware of. I didn't think so. I mean, who would he even fight? Like, what would be? Well, I mean, really, the the fights out there for Connor are are again, they're money fights. He's not he's not in a position to really fight for any title. So, you know, the 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 there's been rumor about 
McGregor Diaz three, but Nate Diaz doesn't want to do it. So he says, um, I think Masvidal's thrown his name in there because Connor's been Connor's been posting a lot on the Instagrams about how much bigger he's gotten and blah blah blah, which would put him up there at which he could feasibly feasibly be a welterweight, which would put him in the same weight class as Masvidal. I think I think Conor McGregor said called said something about calling out Kamaru Usman, which is a horrible idea. He, if he Usman didn't learn if, if he did if he didn't learn what world world class wrestlers do to him uh, by what uh, Khabib did to him, then yeah, he'll never learn. But <clears throat> Usman's another guy I can't wait to see fight again. I've I always enjoyed him. Um, the only fight I didn't enjoy was his fight with Tyron Woodley when he won the title. That was an incredibly boring fight. That was main. That was mainly I think Tyron's uh, unwillingness to engage and to try and do anything because uh, because Usman was Usman was on him like a fly on shit. But it was a very boring fight. But, I, I, but I, don't, I don't think that was I don't think that was Kamara Usman's fault. Okay, is what I'm saying. So and then, trans- you've, got the, and then you've got the heavyweight picture, which is a, a fucking mess. Yeah. So. Speaking of Francis and Ghana, real quick before we move on to anything else, I saw. Have you seen Jackass Forever? Uh yeah, where he fucking punched the nuts off of Aaron McGahey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have not seen it, but my buddy Dylan. Uh, called me there and he goes, hey, I need you to look something up. So I looked it up and he just like delivered like the short, quick uppercut right to his fucking dick with a cup on. I was like, I don't yeah. care if you got a cup on or not. That's going to fucking hurt. Because Steve-O Googled world's hardest punch and it's fucking Francis Ganu who yeah, hits getting, with the force getting... of a fucking Ford Escort. Yeah, a 97 Ford Escort going at like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. That just hit him. That just hit fucking Danger Air right in the dick. Mm-hmm. And then to continue with that, then they had the softball pitcher, which was impressive. But then oh. they had fucking PK Subban come in. Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was one of my favorites. I'm glad we're allowed to like PK now, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, because he has to play for Montreal. Yeah. Um but then, like, they're just talking about things that he hits one to the win- the glass, and he goes, "You're fucked." Mm-hmm. First, because well, yeah, like he hit him, like the he hit him in the mask, I think once. Yep, hit him right in the cage. And then I think he hit him in the thigh before he got him in the, before he got him in the cup, which yeah. I was impressed at. I mean, I know it probably took some more shots than that, but I that was accuracy. surprised at that. Yeah, that few for fucking Subban and. Blast him in the balls. And the fact that he came from blue line to blue line. Yeah, no, fuck that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The only way that could get worse, and I don't know what kind of speed that PK is slapping at, but you get Shea Weber or Chara in their prime with their oh, 107 oh. slappers. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, and then, no and then, they, and then they did the pogo stick one. Yeah. The po- like the pogo they, stick was like, but the funny part was like, I, if I memory serves me right, that was like the last part of the cup test. Yeah. And to me, that was the least brutal of the of all. Dude, of them. Well, that that one it comes down, 
and it pulls his sack like out of the cup. Yeah. And they like they, they he shows his sack at the end of it. They busted his sack open bleeding because they pinched it straight to the concrete. But in terms of like sheer power, it was probably like the least offensive one. Yeah, to me, that was like the least that was the most watchable one. Yeah, that's I mean I cringe, don't I cringe at all of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. But, but fucking, like, you got Francis Ngannou fucking uppercutting your dick. Yeah. A the world's fastest softball pitcher fucking lacing one to your fucking shit. Yeah. You got PK Subban coming in with easily a hundred mile an hour slapper at your dick. <laughs> I want yeah, no part it of just, it. I just love the way that they told him that it was a lightweight, and then Francis Ngannou shows up. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, this is the lightweight fucking world destroyer comes around the fucking corner. But still, like, like you look at like you look at lightweights and like I'm sorry, like I don't want Justin Gaethje or Charles Oliveira or Dustin Poirier or fucking Michael Chandler. I don't want any of them punching me in the dick. Like, Mm-mm. I don't care if it's a fucking lightweight or a heavyweight. I I don't care. I don't care who it, who it is. Like. I don't want any professional fighter punching me in the ball. Yeah, say you can give me like fucking Yawana champion who weighs like 106 pounds probably. I don't know what the weight the weight is in her division. Um but still that's gonna suck. Yeah. Oh so getting away from you know dick shots here. Let's talk about some fucked up police. Oh yeah. We'll we'll start with the quick one here, um, and, and, and no shocker, it's in Florida. Uh, law, lawyers say sheriff's remark about shooting home intruders was wildly irresponsible. A Florida sheriff who encouraged homeowners to shoot intruders in order to quote save taxpayers money is being lambasted by Florida defense attorneys who are accusing him of offering wildly irresponsible advice. Um, uh, at a press conference, Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson was discussing the arrest of Brandon Harris, oh, a man well known to the sheriff's office. Wanted our multiple warrants. Harris was leaping fences and breaking into houses before ultimately jumping headfirst out a window where he was apprehended. At one point, Johnson noticed, noted that in one of the four houses he broke into, a homeowner shot at him and missed, and the sheriff had a, a message for that person who had not come forward. The quote goes, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not, Johnson said. If somebody's breaking into your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do that, actually. So whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. And if you take that, you shoot a lot better and hopefully you'll save taxpayers money. Oh, Florida. Right? Like, Florida's already got a bad enough rap. Like, you didn't need to say, yeah, shoot the motherfucker. You go and save this money. Now, I'm going to let you lead this one because you know more about it than me. But apparently in Alabama, a sheriff was sneaking away with a, a convict. Yeah. So, anyway, if you've been paying attention to this bananas-ass story in the news, uh, the sheriff's deputy, Vicki White, 
and inmate Casey White, no relation. They mention that in every part of the article. I don't know why. Maybe they assume that incest happens in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> Weird. But uh, <clears throat> the uh, Vicky White helped this inmate break out, and it, they weren't. The, apparently, they had this special relationship, quote unquote, for up to for like two years leading up to the breakout, and like the the. The best, the, I don't know about the best part of it, but like, so this chick, this chick's 56, dude's 38, you know, I'm not judging, whatever, uh, but she sold her house on four acres of land for well below fucking its worth. I think she sold it for like 95 grand, which I don't care what part of the country you live in four acres of land is worth more than 95 yeah. grand yeah with with I, your, with your home my, my house with a third of an acre was 65 yeah so i don't care where you live it's worth a lot more she had put in her retirement papers the day that she helped the dude break out was her last day of work like that was her last day period but well, I'll get onto the retirement thing later. I mean, I'm sure it would have been regardless. But so, but I mean, but that that's how like cal- that's how like calculated it was is that she waited till her last day. She was in charge of um uh inmate transportation. So she basically just went up to one of her lackeys and said, Hey, I'm taking this dude to the courthouse for some mental uh for mental health observation. And she did it by herself, which is against protocol. But, you know, the lackey's like, well, she's the boss. So, you know, I guess she does what she wants. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and they get into her sheriff's car. They drive like five miles down the road to where she had another car planted in the back of this like shopping center. They ditch her patrol car. They hop into this SUV and this SUV was just found. Oh, shit. In Tennessee. Yeah. It was just found in Tennessee. So they are still, they're still out, out and about. Out and about. Like out and about. And uh, the, the, the strangest part is, is like everybody says that she was an exemplary employee. Didn't have any bad marks on her record. Her mom's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like just, I just, I don't, it's, it's so fucked up. Cause I don't understand like you're you're bailing out a dude that's in jail waiting a trial for murder he's already in prison for like three kidnapping charges and you you think that freeing this guy is okay how but i can fix him i love him yeah no you'll be fixed when he murders you (laughs) you you're about to be nothing but a statistic bitch yeah like and then think about it like she's she's what she's 56 so she's not that i mean she's not too old but like you're gonna spend the last years of your life on the run with this dude and this dude is, and this dude is, that's the thing about this guy. Like this guy's got tattoos on his arm. He's six, nine. Like 
You're not hiding. Yeah, like you can't, like it's hard to hide a dude like that. Yeah, motherfucker's gonna stick out. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's just it 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 just it's blown me away that 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 someone would do something so stupid. Like I obviously I want them to get caught, especially if the dude's been murdering people. But I need to hear their story. Yeah, like like so like. The, the guy had been in her, it, he was in her jail first, and that's apparently where they met and struck up this relationship. And then he was transferred to another prison where he was awaiting trial for, where he's, a, where he's awaiting trial for the murder thing. <laughs> the murder thing. <laughs> um, but when he was at that other detention center, like they would still write letters and have phone calls. And you would think that you would think that like somewhere along the way, someone would don't they check that shit. That's what I'm asking right now. Like, don't you think somewhere along the way, someone would have like looked up this dude's calls and would have been like, Hey, Hey guys, he's, he's, he's calling this chick. Who's also one of our sheriff's deputies at another detention center. This might be a problem. This seems a little fucking fishy. Yeah. I, I mean, unless he like called then, a burner phone or I don't know. Yeah, but still like if they were like writing letters and shit, I'm like maybe movies have just ruined me. But like I'm fairly certain they go through that shit to make sure there's not shit in it or like, Oh yeah, no, no, they check they check it, they check it may mail. Yeah. But I mean, if it's just a letter talking about how much they want a bone, I mean. Still, it's weird. And maybe they wrote it under aliases. Or maybe she used an alias. Had it sent to a, an anonymous P.O. box. I have so many questions. See, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that keeps me. Like read like I like I told you I've been reading this on my lunch break every day. Just I just I just want to know why. Like, why? Why would you do that? Why? I'm I'm so. I I wish you'd have never told me about this because I'm going to be checking up on it. No, yeah, you, you have to. You have to. So. Like when did this start? When was the day they 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 pieced out? Um, I don't know. This has been going on for like a week. Um. Well, they found they found the the they found the other vehicle on the 29th. Yeah, and that and it had been missing for about they found that so that was a week ago. So it's probably been going on for maybe two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Casey White, the the uh, convict in question, was convicted of kidnapping and attempted murder charges after he tried to kill his ex-girlfriend and kidnap her two roommates. He was sentenced in 2019 to 75 years in prison. He also faces capital murder charges in the 2015 murder for hire slaying of Connie Ridgway after he confessed to killing to the killing while in custody. Well, and then here's another thing. Well, while I'm looking more into the story here and, and I'm seeing like security pictures and shit, did nobody think to stop them on the way out? No, I just, I just told you, no, she like, she was, she was a boss. Like she was, she was the one in charge of like transporting inmates. So if she said she was moving an inmate, like I said to, she, she said she was moving an inmate to some fucking newbie or someone that hadn't been on the job as long and that's your boss like what are you gonna do say no i mean still like i don't know maybe i'm just a good employee out of it like hey that's not how we're supposed to do shit but but at the end of the day if your boss says this is how we're doing it like you could stay, you could stand up to them, but they're just going to do it anyway. And then you'll have to, you got to run around behind their back to go get something done. Yeah. And that's just a whole lot of extra work. Damn. Like this, this has just left me on like a fucking next time on Dragon Ball Z type hangover now, like, or yeah. hangover cliffhanger. Like I'm going to fucking. Damn it. I need to know. He said many staff staff members almost looked at her like a mother figure. Yeah, like they were like that's the funny thing. Like you read further into it, like later that day they were planning like a retirement party for her and all sorts of other shit and and she's just like, you know what? Fuck you. It's like everything I'm saying is like she was super well liked. God damn. God, that is a non-flattering picture of fucking Gwen Stefani on my screen right now. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's just like it's just like that fucking picture of Beyonce when she was dancing that was flying around oh, for, yeah. for forever. Yeah. Like, On a side note, I want to pause this here recording. I got a body. Okay. Be right back. With the breakneck speed of today's news cycle, who can keep up with the headlines? I sure can. You know, sometimes I wish a small man would come to my bedside and just tell me everything I need to know when I wake up. Uh, AJ, you know, I gotta ask, why aren't you using the Small Man Tells You the News app? What? What's that? Well, it's a daily subscription service that summons a tiny fellow to your bedside to brief you on the breaking news and pop culture. Dude, that's awesome. Dude, it's so awesome. But aren't you wondering where the man comes from? You know, it's kind of a long... Nope. Okay, well, our tiny men have become indispensable to us. If you work in the media, but also hate reading, you have no excuse not to use it. Do you have to consent again? 
No, I just don't like this uh, woman's voice in my head. This meeting is being recorded, you piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we're back from our little pee break. Um, and just so you know, um, me and Jared were having a conversation. I noticed our little chat log here uh, where Jared stated that he has a boner. A boner is what he has. Boners are fun. Boners are cool. <laughs> boners 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 you fool i have touchy balls big old touchy balls <laughs> so if you ever wondered what jared's got going on on his end of the world well as 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 we will also find at the end of the show leaving me just leaving me hanging in between things with my own thoughts is not always the best thing um as i I sent a a screenshot uh, to our other group chat, uh, the D&D group chat the other day. Occasionally, even though Jared and I haven't really been playing on the Xbox much recently, I get random messages from Jared on Xbox. This one read, did you know that penis is Latin for pen of semen? Hence its name. I wish I could go back and just show people the, I, I could fill at least a book at this point of just Jared quotes. Yep. <laughs> um, before we dip down that, that, that rabbit hole uh, a little later to end the show, uh, there was a new documentary recently released. Um, you know, titled John Wayne Facts. <laughs> See, this is where I was like, this is where I was like half excited. Like, I was like, fucking John Wayne? Like, is this is this the 2020s version of Chuck Norris Facts? Because if so, I'm in on it. Yeah, I'm and so then, in. Yeah, I was so in. Like, fact number one, all of John Wayne's movies weren't movies. They were actually documentaries about how he saved the West. <laughs> you know? Like shit like that, but no, and, no, I had to realize that I had mistyped. Um, and we had both recently watched the John Wayne Gacy tapes, which first off, let me say was in, it was a very well done documentary. I think they did it well. Um, I think they similar, could similar to if, if for those of you on, on the Netflix that had watched the Ted Bundy tapes, I have not yet. That's the next one that I will watch. I did not know that was a thing until after I watched this one. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Sorry if your house is shaking from the hurricane winds from my sneeze. Um, But the one thing that really caught me off guard was just like how in, in all the tapes, how calm he was. In in all of his parts were like they were playing like the recording of him talking to such and such whatever detective reporter person mm-hmm. there was like no hint of any emotion in in his speech and like it almost threw me off like you know what you did yet you're just it was like a, it was like a game to him it seemed like Yeah, well, and that's and that's one thing too that like 
having watched both of them, the uh, Bundy and and Gacy is like that's that's the one like common thread between the two of them is like <clears throat> because at the time when like when when Bundy had his done like he hadn't he hadn't gone to trial yet in, in some of them so and and he always he always thought that he was smarter than everybody else so he always thought that he was gonna escape so or that he was gonna get off or you know whatever the fuck so. His is kind of a more of a smug, calm. I'm smarter than you. Uh, I've always been smarter than you. I will always be smarter than you, type of deal. Whereas John Wayne Gacy's is more of a creepy. Uh, yeah, I did this. Yeah, and like you're just you're waiting. Like sometimes you're like waiting for more, but no more is coming. There's nothing else. It's all gone. It's all used up. Yeah. Um, and it's just the way they opened it with like the one missing kid and how they kept going back to the one that was in the beginning. Like it kind of confused me at first until mm-hmm. I kind of put it all together. But the, the, how did like none of his neighbors hear? all the work being done at his house. Like all the digging and and shit underneath the the house. Like, I don't care if you're digging into crawl space, there's still going to be some noise that's heard, especially if like you're hollering at people. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. And like there's 27 bodies under the house, I think. Something like that. And there was like one or two under his garage. I think there was like 33 total. I don't remember the exact number. But if I, I it just kind of it shocks me that he was in such a just like a random neighborhood digging under his house and nobody caught him. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it this way too: is that like, if you're just digging under your house, like if I like if I if I live next door to you, and you're just digging under your house, what the fuck do I care? That's a fair point. Like, I might I might ask you, hey man, you're doing a lot of work under the house, and you could just be like, oh yeah, I got a bunch of goddamn rats in the crawl space or some shit. You could make shit up to me, and 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 what am I going to do as your dumbass neighbor? pry and go are those rats really pseudonyms for children john <laughs> are those really dead bodies motherfucker yeah like what's i'm just gonna go oh okay that's a that's weird i don't have rats in my crawl space but you know whatever yeah i didn't really think of it that way yeah i mean people pe- like and 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 back then too like People didn't give a shit about other people's business as much as they do today. No, nobody gave a fuck back then. Yeah, like like no one like even even in my lifetime, the amount of the amount of attention that you know like you get from neighbors is disconcerting to me. Like I don't know it, my neighbors, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, like the only neighbor that really like paid attention and shit like when we were growing up was uh, old man Mel down the street. 
And that dude, that motherfucker knew everything. But he was like the old man protector of the neighborhood. Yeah, every neighborhood had the old man. Yeah, and that knew ours, everybody. ours just happens to be me, and I'm 30. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. And then I, I think it kind of like really gave me another reason to like dislike clowns. I was I was honestly surprised that you watched it. There was like the clown pictures he had in that house were terrifying. The fact that he dressed up as a clown even more terrifying. And the fact and like and like back and to that point, like he didn't even look like a reputable good clown. No, he looked like a serial killer clown. Like he looked he looked like your wish.com clown. Yeah, like that he it was just like your basic ass triangles and a frowny face. Yeah, like he like, did not. He didn't look like he didn't look like a real clown. No, not at all. It just looked like some dude with some face paint that showed up. It's like it's it's like you called it's like you called the clown agency and went, "All right, how much how much is it for a good clown?" And they tell you, and you go, "Oh fuck." Okay, how much is it for like your bottom barrel clown? Five dollars. Give and me that's and that's what you got. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy was the bottom barrel clown. <laughs> and and like and to that extent, there's that guest room he had with those clown pictures and shit. Um, this was before he went to jail. Um, and it's it's one that really kind of like it, it it made me really uneasy is the one where the guy telling the story like you know before before he went to jail how his friends just fucking left him at this dude's house was like yeah we're going to this party but you gotta stay here we'll fuck off and meet you tomorrow and they just left them with John Wayne Gacy they're playing pool and John starts talking like hey we're gonna fucking blow each other and fucking hand like and fucking pulls a knife on him. And it's like and then starts laughing at the kid because he's crying. And then takes him to the room with the fucking clowns on it. He's already had a knife pulled on him. He's fucking crying. And now he's got these creepy ass fucking clown pictures staring at him. And then he he's woken up by John standing over him with a knife on his neck, talking about more fucking fucked up weird shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. But to to kind of go along with that whole, you know, game like I'm playing a game mentality is when he goes to his lawyer and like confesses everything. Like I did all this shit, but you'll never catch me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you all this while I'm drunk and you can't tell nobody that I did it. <laughs> It's just like I almost felt bad for his lawyer because you knew he's like, no, this motherfucker did it, but I, I can't say anything. Yeah. There was just it. It really fucked me up. Like to like, I never really got into those documentaries until this one, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to watch more. Is like the psychology behind it is fascinating. 
is like trying to figure out their thought processes. Oh, if you're interested in that, I've been on this YouTube kick of watching these interrogation videos where they explain interrogation techniques on crazy people. A word? Yeah, let me find it. Let me find it. Bloop, 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 bloop. Amongst my many YouTube subscriptions. <laughs> Amongst yes, your many uh, YouTube rabbit holes. Yes. Uh, the channel's called JCS Criminal Psychology. And it just has it has all these all these fucking interrogation videos where they explain uh, how why the why the suspect is doing this, why the uh, uh, interrogators are going about it this way, and blah blah blah. Super fascinating. They're all like an hour long, if not longer. So you got to set aside some time, but. Well, They're see, well those worth. Are the, those are the perfect ones that I like to just play in the background when I'm driving to like Tennessee and shit. They're they are well worth the listen. They're super fucking weird. Excellent. Um, another the one thing I've been kind of diving into there, you know, the whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard trials going on right now. Uh please, I've been watching everything about it. I just I've, because, it, like, at first, at first, I was like, I am not. I don't give two shits. I same. And then, I was the same way. And then, and then the more that the more fucked up shit that comes out of it, the more I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. You got me. I'm in. Like, I didn't know who was right and who was wrong, nor did I give a shit. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning more in the face. I don't know about you. I'm leaning obviously more in favor of Johnny Depp and the, and with all the evidence and the way things have been handled. Um, That's just my opinion. That, but the way that Amber Heard's lawyers are handling things and Johnny Depp's reaction to everything has been beautiful. Yeah. Just like you poured yourself a mega pint of wine, a mega pint. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and just how he's like, every time they say something, you just see Johnny at his table laughing. Cause he's like, that's fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, and Amber Heard's uh, lead defense lawyer has like the perfect name for a lawyer, Rottenborn. Yeah, Rottenborn. Um, Like, you like with that name, you have to be a lawyer. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like his dad was a lawyer and his grandfather was a lawyer. (laughs) All of his uncles were lawyers. His aunts were paralegals. Like, (laughs) you know, the whole the whole family's nothing but lawyers. How about him calling here uh, an objection on his own question? Oh yeah, that was one. Of, that was one of the other. Yeah, that was one of the other lawyers. That wasn't Rottenborn, but oh, yeah, the yeah. other one that object objected to his own question. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but I was like getting into like trying to figure out why certain things are getting asked and shit. And then, and then well, like my, one of my favorite ones is when they were at when, uh. Amber Heard's team was at was in uh, was cross examining the the uh, psychologist that uh, Johnny Depp's team had brought up the the chick. Oh, who was and, fine by she was smoking. Hot, oh my cool <laughs> fine, fine doesn't even yes. begin to describe her. <laughs> uh, with the glasses on. Fuck me. But anyway, <laughs> aside from the point, 
Like they tried making a big deal about her bringing muffins. The muffin man. The muffins. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she's and and finally she got so tired of it. She's like, can I can I give you context so that way we can stop talking about the muffins? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please give me context about the muffins. <laughs> I need to know everything about these muffins. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they were trying to play it off as. She was run, running around telling everybody that she was going to be uh, interviewing Amber Heard. And she, she's like, well, you told your husband. She's like, no, my husband goes and gets muffins for me regularly. Like, yeah, I, I said I had a high profile case. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But nice try. Or there's the, the 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 picture of Amber like posing like she's crying for the camera like oh the second, yeah well, like when she pulled you, when she pulled out her tissue to like sneeze or to like blow her nose but then she doesn't even wipe her nose and she wipes her nose on her hand yeah and you see you see like the camera flash go off and then she quits yeah or about how about her taking a fucking key bump <laughs> you tell me she didn't she didn't blow her nose she definitely like i've never done drugs <laughs> But I know how you're supposed to blow your nose. And that's not how you blow your nose. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's just fun. Like she pulls out her handkerchief or the tissue or whatever, and then like poses with it. And then you would expect her to like wipe her nose, but she doesn't. She puts the tissue away and then just uses her hand. Yeah. Much I mean, I mean, if you did have if you did have a little key bump there on on your hand, that well, would be appropriate. That. It's, but you see her go up to blow her nose and she like plugs one nostril but never wipes her nose or anything like that she just pulls it back down mm-hmm. like bitch I know what you were doing you ain't sneaky I've seen enough TV and movies she's not doing a key bump in a courtroom <laughs> you don't know that I, I highly doubt <laughs> in the middle in the middle of the trial. I mean, granted, her and her legal team have done some really dumb things. Yeah. But I highly doubt in the middle of a trial like this that she's like, wait a minute. You know, do do a little gotta do a little bump, you know, bring bring her up. Dude, how baller would that be though if she pulled it off? <laughs> but Aside from, you know, just that little bit of talk about the the documentary and that little bit about the trial, we brought up some of the weird shit you say in the beginning of this uh, comeback from, from Potty Break. How about we end the show with Jared's weird Discord thoughts? All right. So, so when we play games here on the computer, sometimes there are technical difficulties. And... Sometimes uh, this particular instance, AJ was having technical difficulties. So I was waiting. And as I'm just sitting here alone with my thoughts, uh, I type random things into discord because they're on my mind and I think they're funny. So, and they are, uh, I will read to you uh, some things that I have typed into discord. First of all, did you know that Santa Claus did not invent Christmas? Second of all, did you know that jack-o'-lanterns were originally called jack-off lanterns? They were used exactly as you would think, but the practice died out as they needed to make the name more kid-friendly. Did you know that the term stuffing the turkey 
is what the Native Americans called having sex with pilgrim women. One of my personal favorites. Did you know the sex position known as the Eiffel Tower was originally named the Brooklyn Bridge? It's only really the Eiffel Tower if the participating gentlemen are wearing berets and have well-groomed mustaches. <laughs> um, did you know that the restaurant chain Five Guys started off as a brothel? Back in those days, the brothels were named for how many gentlemen callers the women could accommodate. So the ones that could accommodate five guys also became known for their hamburgers and fries. So they made the transition, though it said, if you know the password or the right people, you can get a quick tug or blowy at many locations across the country. That's one of my personal favorites. Um, did you know that the missionary position got its name from old Spanish missionaries? Because that is how they believed they were supposed to spread the word of the Lord. <laughs> And lastly, on, on Jared's Discord quotes, did you know that the 4th of July, more commonly known as Independence Day, was not named after the colonies adopting the Declaration of Independence? It was actually named after their annual summer orgy where they adopted independence from clothing. The two just happened to coincide with one another. Thus, the name just stuck. Sadly, the orgy did not. Oh. I cannot wait for more of those random thoughts. Um, I do believe that will be the end of this week's recording, everybody. Uh, Jared, you got some? Uh, you got some? En- a- any other random things you want to speak with the people before we close the show? No, I liked ending on my Discord thoughts. As did I. Uh, this is your very first episode. Uh, we, we're thankful you found us. Um, or maybe we should apologize that you found us, depending on your take of our content. Um, but we thank you for being here. Uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, we appreciate you sticking around with us. We love you. And as always, we will talk to you in the future. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.